welcome to the Destinate NZ Show. I'm Michelle Caldwell and today we're talking with one of the industry's rising stars. Welcome back listeners. Hope you all had a very happy Matariki over the weekend. What a fabulous weekend of reflection and celebration. I have to say I was blown away by all all of the different messages and stories and reflections that I saw online. So it's great to have this new holiday in our diary and looking forward to seeing this grow and grow over the next few years. Well, hopefully you've all had a great week. I am back from Australia now and really great to catch up with wholesalers and agents over there and just hear what's happening for them and how positive everything is looking. Obviously, the news that we no longer have to do any COVID tests before arriving in New Zealand has been big news and very well received over there. And I think that will make the phones start to ring a little bit more than they have because I think there was a a few people holding back just waiting to see what would happen. But anyway, just in time for school holidays, just in time for the ski season kicking off and hopefully we'll see some great visitation out of Australia over the next few months. So don't forget if you're sitting there and haven't been to Australia yet or you haven't got your sales sorted and dialed in, you can give me a call. Happy to talk about how you can help and maybe you might be suitable for joining the Destinate NZ collection. Anyway, today we have one of the industry's rising stars joining us. Her name is Alice Orr and she is basically an all-rounder at Hooker Falls Jet here in Topor. Alice has been working at Hooker Falls Jet since she was 14 years old and now she is one of the jet boat drivers there. So she's got a great story having come up through the ranks in tourism, absolutely loves the industry, loves to have a chat and can you believe that she was told off at school for talking? Well she's found her place in the industry and I have absolutely no doubt that you'll be hearing more about Alice in the years to come. She certainly is an amazing young woman and has got a very bright future ahead of her. So I hope you enjoy this chat and we will see you back here next week at the same time. Kakite. Well, today we're welcoming one of the industry's rising stars to the show, Alice Orr. Kia ora, Alice, and welcome. Kia ora, Michelle. So, Alice, a lot of people may have seen you as one of the post stars, I guess, for Go With Tourism, but tell our listeners a little bit about your tourism journey to date and what you're doing now. Yeah, I've had a really exciting journey so far in the tourism industry. I decided. Well, when I was 14, I got offered a casual job at Hooker Falls Jet, basically just hanging up life jackets. And I fell in love with the industry really quickly and decided that school wasn't for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Constantly being told to stop talking. And I remember going home to mum the weekends that I did work at Hooker Falls Jet and say, I love it out there. They tell me to talk and encourage me to talk and be myself. So I decided at 16, I would actually leave high school. So Mm I got all my credits that I needed to get into Queenstown Resort College in Queenstown to study adventure tourism management. Yeah, and then at 16, I got offered a full-time job at Hooker Falls Jet and worked up in there in customer service until I was 18. 
mm-hmm. and then left to Queenstown. Yeah, that's awesome. So what inspired you at the age of 14 to think of tourism as a career option? Yeah, good question. To be honest, at 14, I didn't really know much about the industry or I didn't even think that it could be a career. I kind of just, I guess, yeah, loved working. Yeah. And then I had a few family friends that went to Queenstown Resort College and I thought, oh, can you actually study this? (laughs) (laughs) And I was lucky my mum was my tourism teacher at high school. So Mm -hmm. she had a few ideas and things that, yeah, that I could do. Yeah. So yeah, I just decided to study it and kind of just went with the flow. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's really interesting when you say that you were told to be quiet at school and we hear that a lot through school. They're sort of almost seen as the naughty kids if you're talking too much, but actually being able to hold a conversation and talk with people from all different walks of life is really valuable in our industry, right? You must have found that Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it was at 14, I was a bit confused because, you know, yeah, at school, they're telling me to be quiet, listen, <laughs> which is totally fair enough. I was yeah. probably pretty disruptive. And then at work, you're encouraged to talk and be bubbly. And that is your job is to host mm. and talk to people. So yeah, I just kind of picked one. It was like stay at school or earn money and talk. And that's, yeah. that's <laughs> a pretty easy decision there, I would yeah. say. <laughs> so what have you found as your biggest challenges as you work your way through the industry? Lately, obviously, after COVID, mm. there's been a huge amount of challenges in terms of even hiring staff mm. and things like that. And in 2020, probably one of the biggest challenges of my tourism career was in 2020, I got made redundant from Hockerfall's Jet. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of a moment like, oh, crap tourism is all I know what do I do next that was huge huge for me that yeah probably that was probably my biggest challenge was COVID Mm. yeah yeah Yeah. and that's probably similar for even a lot of our older listeners as well I know I was in the same boat I was made redundant just after lockdown as well in 2020 and it is one of those moments where you go oh I've, I've dedicated my life to tourism this is what I love this is what I want to do But at the moment, there is no tourism (laughs) and we didn't really have any idea of how long that would last for. So what did you do through those Uh, months? Yeah, so I kind of felt sorry for myself for a couple of days (laughs) and I was really lucky. I was still living at home with mum and dad. And I remember dad saying to me, just stop feeling sorry for yourself. Go and get another (laughs) job. And I was like, what do I do? I've only worked in tourism. And so I put a ad on a Topol babysitting page mm-hmm. for just babysitting. That's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. And I had yeah an overwhelming amount of responses for babysitters because mm-hmm. of course au pairs and things had to fly home oh, or they course, yeah. they couldn't come into the country. Yeah. And so I started babysitting for a family, and then I'd get can you please babysit for me next week? And it was just like oh my god, I can't do everything. So then I thought oh, I could make a business out of this so I launched Operation Nanny which was a part-time full-time babysitting service for Topol yep. so yep. I did that for about a year and had five babysitters working for me wow um which was really cool and then that was kind of a part-time job and <laughs> a family friend asked if I could do calf rearing on a dairy farm for them so I did oh, that. Wow. <laughs> yeah did that in the mornings which I'd never done before and ended up adopting 10 of my own calves 
Oh, good on you. Yes, I did that in the morning and then babysat in the afternoon for probably about nine or ten months. Wow. Yeah, so it was completely different, but yeah, loved it. Loved babysitting, met heaps of cool families and kids and things in Taupo, but yeah, it was kind of just not the same as tourism. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But great to see that entrepreneurial spirit coming through there. And you are now back at Hooker Falls Jet. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your role now? Because it is quite exciting. (laughs) Yeah, so end of 2020, I've done my babysitting and I got a call back from my current manager and said, would you like a job? And I was like, yes, 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 please, I'll be back. So the next week I was back at Hooker Falls Jet. Um, and I started as started training as a backup driver. So backup drivers, are basically, you've only got to do 25 hours in the jet boat. Mm-hmm. And it's just there in case, say, a boat breaks down and you need to get, get to the customers on the river. And that's all I was going to do. You know, yep. I was like, I can't be a commercial driver. And <laughs> from, from the age of about 18, Chopper, my manager, always said, you're going to be a jet boat driver one day. And I said, no, I can't do that. And then I kind of did my 25 hours and Chopper said to me, oh, do you want to carry on? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, do you want to carry on and be a commercial driver? And I said, oh, oh why not? I've done 25. <laughs> Might as well do yeah. 100. So yeah, I started training to be a commercial jet boat driver. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're not the first female jet boat driver, but there are only a handful or maybe not even a handful of you in the country. Is that right at the moment? Yeah, we had Sarah, who was our first female driver at Hook Falls Jet. She's no longer there. And then there's Nadia at Shotover Jet. Mm-hmm. Really cool chick. Yeah, she's driving down there. And I'm not sure if there's anyone else. Yeah, uh, okay. I think there might be a couple that have done it and then moved yeah. on. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that sounds really fun. And obviously I've spent a number of years at Hooker Falls Jet and I've spent a lot of time in the boats, but not in the driver's seat. I think I did 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> as a driver and didn't get any further. So yeah, well done you for sticking to that because 100 hours is quite a, a commitment to, yeah, to becoming a jet boat driver. How long did that take you? It took me because we were all cross-trained, so I was still doing my customer in the service role I think it took me about four months Mm -hmm. and then there was a lockdown in there somewhere so yeah yeah, it kind of stretched out a bit yeah so it was very challenging but yeah you look back now and it kind of has gone so fast you can't even remember oh I can imagine Yeah. yeah and what's your favorite part of the role now I love the diversity of my role so at the moment, I'm customer service, jet boat driver, and local sales rep. So I do a bit of everything, which is really cool. So, you know, like I spend the morning in the office and then jump in the boat in the afternoon and go yeah. out and do sales calls. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, it is fun to have that variety of roles to do, isn't it? So, as a young woman driving jet boats, have you had to deal with any gender bias? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thought you might have. (laughs) Tell us about that. I actually have been really lucky. I've only had a couple of people that I still get funny looks as I'm walking down from the base building and they're looking at you in your driver's gear thinking, is he a lady or (laughs) is it a boy? And then they see my name tag and it's Alice and they're like, are you driving us? Yeah. But yeah, I just think it's, it's sad, I guess, in 2022 how yeah, it's still around. But yeah, I've been lucky. I've only had a couple of people that have said something or said something rude. But I don't get upset about it. It's just it, 
if anything, it makes me more motivated. Yeah. Well, to throw the boat around and wet them in that corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely put them in the wet seat. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good on you. And what about the other jet boat drivers that you're working with? Did any of them sort of go, oh, we haven't worked with, I mean, some of them might have been around when Sarah was there, but have they been really welcoming to you? And Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. They're constantly pushing me out of my comfort zone to try new things. And yeah, yeah, yeah no, all of them have been amazing. And my two trainers were Chopper and Steve Riddle, who's been around for years. And Long time, yeah, they yeah. just... I liked it because they just treated me like anyone with, yes. in terms of training. They weren't easy on me because I'm a female or, yep. yeah, they they just treated me like I'm training to be a jet boat driver and doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy. I just got the same training as everyone else. So, yeah, no, everyone's been really cool. Oh, cool. That's the way it should it. be, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. what's your ultimate career goal? Like where do you see yourself in five, ten years' time? I'd love to move into a management role yeah jet boating for me when I got asked to be a jet boat driver it wasn't something that I was like yes I'm going to do for the rest of my life I'm going to drive jet boats up and down the river but it was more of to learn the operational side Mm. of the business have a better understanding and then hopefully one day move into a management role Mm. yeah so I love it at Hooker Falls Jet and I can see myself being there for a long time and I'm starting to do a lot of I guess because Hooker Falls Jet's owned by Naitahu Tourism Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of opportunities within the group so yeah and after COVID it started to yeah we're more of one instead of the separate businesses so yeah yeah, we work really closely with shot over jet and things so Mm -hmm. yeah I've started to do a lot of that work and yeah so probably just management um at Hooker Falls Jet yeah yeah oh that's good yeah and I wish you all the best with that and what advice do you have for students who may be sitting there thinking, what am I going to do at the end of the year? Is tourism a possibility for me? What would you say to them? Yeah, definitely do it. And yeah, I guess tourism at the moment is it's such an exciting industry after rebuilding after COVID. There's so many jobs available. And I think with our college students coming into the industry, a lot of them don't really understand all the job roles available. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of tourism, they think, oh, guiding, you know, or yep. there's so many, you know, there's IT, there's marketing, sales, management, mm-hmm. operations. It's huge. Yeah. And I, yeah, just trying to, trying to get across to them that, yeah, it is an industry and there's lots of job roles within tourism. Yeah, that's a good point you make, because I think a lot of people think of tourism as just the frontline customer service side of things without thinking about, as you've mentioned, the the marketing, the IT, the HR, the, the support services that wrap around tourism, and you can still carve out a pretty nice career really in any discipline, I would say. Yeah. Like we've got mechanics, you know, you've got Steve there at, at Hooker Falls Jet. He's a mechanic and he's working on jet boats and able to whiz up and down the river. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's just such an exciting industry at the moment. And yeah, I understand that some students will, you know, be a little bit frightened to mm. go into tourism. So yeah, I guess it's just showcasing that there are lots of opportunities within the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you mentioned them maybe being a bit frightened. And yes, our industry has 
been pretty hard hit over the last two years. And so there would be people questioning whether it's a long-term option for them as a career. But I think we all learn such good skills in tourism, don't we? I mean, just listening to you and how you were able to kind of adapt and create something out of your redundancy in 2020 is testament to that. So I don't think you could ever go wrong. Even if you don't end up in tourism for life, you certainly will learn a lot working in tourism and dealing with different nationalities and different personalities and yeah Yeah. just entertaining people all day and it's so exciting welcoming international tourists back it is the best feeling no offense to New Zealand travelers (laughs) but yeah the international they're just their excitement is just contagious you know they're screaming when you haven't even reversed out of the jetty (laughs) in the jet boat and you're thinking this is going to be a good trip you haven't even started spinning and everyone's screaming yeah, the right. Kiwis like to play it a bit cooler, don't they? They're like, yeah, this is nothing, this is fine, and they're just screaming yeah. on the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't show their emotion. It's very hard for a driver. You're thinking, are they enjoying it? Or oh, Yeah, no, so it's cool. really cool. Really yeah. Cool. And so back to talking about students, is there anything that you can think of that we should be doing as an industry to attract more young people into the industry? I think I've been working with Go With Tourism. They did a, a, a filming thing on me. I think they're doing a great job yeah. at, at showcasing the industry. And I think if they just keep doing what they're doing and finding people that have started in the industry and yeah or have stories or have been in the industry for a long time just showcasing that and going around schools and yeah, yeah I guess it's just yeah continually encouraging people yeah absolutely now Alice do you mind if I ask how old you are now yeah yeah sure I'm 23 yeah there you go so (laughs) no I just thought it was important for our listeners to know that so I'm really keen to hear there's a lot of talk at the moment about the great resignation and maybe how that's affecting millennials more than other age groups what you know what are your thoughts on this and what do you think makes your generation different to say mine or others like what are you looking for out of your career what advice would you give to the managers and the people looking after you guys coming into the industry to make sure that you have a great experience in the workplace yeah I guess technology and things is a huge factor in my generation yeah I guess diversity in a job role really helps I think that's why uh, seriously one of the reasons is why I've stuck around Hooker Falls Jet I mean I loved it I grew up there and it's my second home but the fact that I'm the kind of person that is always needs to be challenged yeah so I always need to learn new skills yeah if I was just doing one I would probably get itchy feet Mm. and start thinking oh what else can I learn somewhere else so I think that's where COVID has actually helped. Businesses have been forced to start to cross-train your staff, which has helped people stay in their job role in yeah. a weird roundabout way. Yeah. Um, and I guess it just comes down to the person as well. You're always going to get those people that are there for a, a short time, yeah. a long time, and then you'll see those people that want to stay there. And I guess with me for Hooker Falls Jet, it, I'm very passionate about the company too and I'm always trying to make things better and improve customer experience and things like that Mm -hmm. and I don't know I think that's just from starting there really really young you kind of grow a loyalty and a passion to it something always brings me back like when I went to 
Queenstown Resort College. And then I had a few jobs. I went to Cairns in Australia mm-hmm. as yeah. in my internship. And then it was a zipline guide for Paradise Ziplines in Queenstown. But yeah, something just always brought me back to Hooker Falls Gen. And I guess it's just, yeah, the passion for the company too. Mm. Yeah, you create a bit of a loyalty to it. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And what role have mentors played in your life? Like, do you have a mentor that you chat to regularly? Not so much a mentor that I would chat to regularly, but I've got a few really good, yeah, I guess people to look up to, mm-hmm. even listening to your podcasts, I've mm-hmm. learned heaps. And yeah, I've had, worked with some amazing people through my time at Hooker Falls Jet. And yeah, I guess Scotty Clark, who yeah runs Endzone. Yep. he's a huge like if I've ever got any questions or oh, what should I do now I'll just give him a call and he normally comes up with a pretty good pretty, <laughs> pretty good opinion <laughs> I can imagine yes well Scotty yeah, was my yeah. first boss here in Taupo as well so I know he's known you since you were a baby <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it was yeah it's kind of that friend family friend slash he's made a career out of tourism yeah. too so yeah really cool and I've got Jolanda who is our Naitahu general manager who I really look up to mm-hmm. I love her leadership style yeah. so yeah again if I've got any questions or and she's always thriving to put people in places that they'll flourish yeah. and, and roles that they'll flourish within the company so yeah there's a few really good mentors out there for me Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, well, look, Alice, that wraps up our chat for today. That's all the questions that I've got for you. But thanks so much for coming on. I've loved hearing your story and just catching up and seeing what you're up to. And yeah, I'm sure our listeners will really enjoy hearing your story and I wish you all the very best. Hope to see you thriving in the industry. I have no doubt there's big things waiting for you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. We'll catch up soon. Yes, absolutely. See you later. Have a good day.